It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 15. Water, water everywhere. We know about water. We do. Off grid, prepping, it's all about water. If you don't have water, you're dead. Yeah. All that freeze-dried food you have, it's not very useful without water. Everything. Cleaning. If you don't have a bath for a few days, you're, like, yeah, you're done. Yeah, pretty skeezy. You're falling into a pretty quick abyss. Yeah, you're going to get that green foot thing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nobody wants a green foot. Swamp ass. Yeah. It's more than just a liter per person per day. Yes. I would say it's probably more like 150 liters per person per day. <laughs> it's more than you... It's just like food storage. It's more than you it's think. It's more than you would think. And then add more. And yeah. then make sure you have the ability to make more yourself. Because you just physically can't store enough. And then when you're done, add more. <laughs> so water. How's water going today at our house? In the really off-grid good. house. We had a great rainstorm last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say we had... Two hours of rain? Yeah. Really good rain. On and off, but really good rain, but only for a couple of hours. And our tanks were down to half. Mm -hmm. And when I got up this morning and I looked at them, they were well above three quarters. Awesome. Yeah. So that's... It doesn't doesn't take much. We float between half and three quarters most of the year. We do. Yeah. And that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be out of water, and you no. certainly don't want to get to the place where you're having to call the water truck. Haven't done that this year. We haven't. No, we had a really dry year the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. A really dry spring, actually, which was odd, and we had to call the water truck to come fill our pool. But we also had a dry spring this year, but but we had enough water. This was the first year we had the the second wing. Mm. So, so we more than doubled our water storage, we and did. that was enough. Hey, we found our right amount of water storage. We have, yeah, 3,000 square feet of, well, over 3,000 with the roof overhangs. Yeah. And that's enough for yeah. us. Huzzah. Huzzah. 3,000, nine people. How many, how many square feet of roof do you need per person? I'm too tired to calculate anything simple right now. <laughs> I, I, my brain has stopped working. Yeah, it's it's Friday. That's uh, 333 square feet of roof per person is the perfect amount for us. Nice. And with that math, it is time to thank our sponsor of the day, Thrive Life Freeze Dried Food. And without them and without water, you would be screwed. Hey, that was sort of. <laughs> uh, Thrive Life is made in America, non-GMO, just food. Just it's food. a can full of food. No salt, no preservatives, nothing, nothing fancy. weird. It's the way you would do it if you didn't care about your power bill. And I still don't get how they do I it. I don't get the math. Just whatever. But um, having tasted it. Yeah. The, the good thing, one of the good things, is that they pick the food and then they freeze dry the food. And so it's ripe. Yeah. It's not like the tomato you get in the grocery store where they picked that. it when it was like yellow. And then it travels for three weeks, yeah. and then they like put some weird like gas on it to make it ripen. Oh right! And then yeah. it just sort of tastes like cardboard and water, and you're like, I guess this is okay. You know what always got me about Thrive Life food was the strawberries. Oh, the strawberries! Because crazy. When I tasted the strawberry reconstituted, yes, 
it was like, oh right, that's that's what strawberries used. That's to what taste strawberries like. used to taste like. They went with these sour, the awful of the white 70s things. Who's like, wait, remember when bananas tasted like bananas? Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, Thrive Life. And if you want to get fifteen percent mm-hmm. off your order, go to offgridprepfamily.com forward slash friends, and there's a linky there for you for fifteen percent off, which is pretty sweet right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. everything's getting more expensive but thrive life prices hasn't haven't gone up as i can tell no i do pay actually. attention okay moving on water water everywhere for prepping not necessarily off-grid or if you were moving mm. off-grid in a hurry what's the first thing you would do for water i would get some like just bottles of water just whatever Jugs you can of get water, your hands on all the water if you have a tap Fill the jugs. Yeah, old milk jugs, mm-hmm. old anything that's not weird container. Now, for jugs. keeping water, you really do have to pay attention to the like the cleanliness of the water. Yeah. And and the container you use, it has to be food safe. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't smell like salsa or something. Yeah. Gla- <laughs> glass is best. Yeah, absolutely. but even then, like. Mm-hmm. There's some smells that you can't, you don't want. In your if water. you if you if you're gonna can water, it's the same as canning anything else. And you can can water whenever you're running your canner. If mm-hmm. say your canner holds nine, but you've only got eight jars of salsa, you can throw a can of water in there. But really, the principle we follow, that we had forgotten over the years, is the sun still comes up every day yeah and the rain still comes from the sky it's just like you're Mm -hmm. never going to store enough food you're never going to store enough water you need to find a way to make the water and and it's still it's still literally coming down from the sky in most places yeah ever since the flood it's been raining yeah it'll probably rain again it'll keep raining odds are so finding ways to catch that and store that is really Mm -hmm. important but as far as short term goes i would say like single serve bottles we even have some of those around sometimes we do. Yep. there's a um, case in the pantry yeah just in case <laughs> it's a just in nice. case case uh we store aqua tabs still mm-hmm. um you we can get those. them but no but we store them we keep them in the backpacks we keep them in the first aid and we even like have little written out really easy instructions for the kids mm-hmm. because the instructions that come with them are a little bit math heavy yeah. So we just wrote out instructions. Um, we also would suggest a gravity-fed water filter that doesn't require power and that doesn't require effort. Like, you know, the squeezy ones or the lifestraw ones, those are good for uh, a hike. Yeah. Or a couple grown-ups. Mm-hmm. But when you have to start, you know, filtering large amounts of water for cooking for a family or just like constant everyday life you want something that doesn't require a lot of effort on your part um that's, we have some that's the berkey yeah we have some berkeys on our off-grid gear page if you want to check it out uh we have the eight the one that holds eight the but you royal, know it's, it's bigger than the royal it's really big but we big have one. a lot of kids yeah um but you can start with a couple filters and just add more mm-hmm there are plugs that you you don't have to like buy eight filters all at once because that would be really expensive especially right now they're really expensive right now and i maybe doubled i maybe shouldn't say this oh Mm. they've only doubled yeah oh what a deal yeah um uh 
but we have bought the off-brand Berkey filters from Amazon, mm-hmm. and as far as I can tell, even with the red dye test, they're the same. They're perfectly fine. Yeah. I wouldn't if Berkeys weren't so hard to get right now, but sometimes you can't even get the black filters. That's really why why we want yeah. the off-brand yeah. ones. You just can't get them. Yeah. So if, if you can't get anything, get the off-brand. Yeah. If you can't afford the Berkey, there's lots of YouTube videos on how to make it with five-gallon buckets. It's just not very pretty, and I don't really like eating and drinking a lot of stuff out of plastic, but if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Berkey is another one of those things that you kind of have to practice with. You can't just, like, leave it in the box. Mm-hmm. And then pull it out in case of emergency because it takes a while to prime the filters. Yep. It doesn't start like dripping out right away. And once you start using it, you'll realize that you really shouldn't probably be drinking your tap water. <laughs> <laughs> the taste that, that comes up after you've been drinking Berkey water and then you yeah. go back and oh, you, maybe you gross. accidentally get some. It, we'll brush teeth with tap water and shower. And but ours is still fine. rainwater. Ours it's, is rainwater. It's filtered rainwater. But it's not. when we yeah. lived in town Whoa. and we went back and forth. The, the, it you was like drinking the, pool water. I'm say the cobalt? <laughs> the titanium? I don't even know what those it tastes wasn't were. It was chlorine. There was something else. It wasn't just algae. Like it wasn't Ooh. a natural problem. Yeah. Um, if you are thinking that you're going to have to like for a short amount of time drink from like aqua tabs or something that's a little less good than a Berkey you should probably also get some like juice powder crystal light mm. something to kind of hide the taste I really feel like the electrolytes and a lot of vitamin C based powders actually do like neutralize issues yeah, and it just Especially if you're going to ask your kid to drink some, like, iodine-treated water. Just put some, like, tang in it. It's a short term. I, I, I yeah. want to say that there's a chemical engineer out there who has the answer to that. Yeah, he's like, oh, vitamin C Oh, no, I know what this the manganese. Yeah, the, it grabs the ions. And <laughs> Anyways, uh, plan for something to hide the taste of skanky water, if that's mm-hmm. what you're looking at. Uh, life straws are great. We keep them in the emergency backpacks, you know, one for each person. Um, there's some you can get now with the bottle, so you're not literally sticking your head in the creek to suck water out of the muddy puddle. Can you remind me what a life straw is? You mentioned it the other day. It comes in, you get it from Costco or Amazon. It's in a little plastic package. You should not open it or use it until you're ready to actually use it. Okay. It's not one of those things you should try out because right. once it has the water in it it like starts to go yucky and it'll get like mold what does stuff it in do it. it's a filter and it, it's kind of like a squeezy filter but what you're using is the suction from your mouth oh so you're gonna like stick it in a puddle or in you know the giardia filled creek and you're gonna suck it and and it theoretically <laughs> you don't die interesting but i mean i guess it's like a berkey with pressure i personally wouldn't use that unless no. i had to but it's good to have if what, you I, what i love about the berkey and we've seen this but in it's practice. not portable i mean we've no. had the travel berkey we have. but you had you get hardly any water out of that the, the whole travel berkey is almost entirely taken up with one black filter and it's slow it's like, slow yeah 
if you have a brand new filter, it's yeah. still going to take several, yeah. several minutes. But we gave one to our sister-in-law who worked right. at that uh, sort of uh, residential native school that had really bad water. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she'd stick it in her classroom during the day because the water was literally undrinkable. Like, there were signs that it was undrinkable. Hmm. And she thought it was great. But that was just drinking water for one person, right? It's not like she was cooking. Interesting. Okay. So, travel Berkey. They're smaller. Uh, there's also Berkey bottles, um, which is nice because then you could take it with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just had a light straw, you either have to then put that weird, gross water in a container, mm-hmm. or you have to just stay at your water source eternally. Yeah, that's not forever. that's not a thing when you're moving around. We definitely recommend having spare black Berkey filters, mm-hmm. but you can clean them and blow them out and give them a little scrub with one of those Brillo pad things, and they last a long time. The, the biggest problem I've found is that algae will build up on the outside because the mm-hmm. algae can't get through, yeah. and it'll settle on the outside no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And then they just get slow. Th- they just get slow, and yeah. so I blow them out like from the center nozzle. Mm-hmm. I'll put the hose on it, and I'll jet stream them out. And just the same way when you prime them. Yeah, and just then like I'll scrub the outsides to get rid of the algae. Okay. So that's water treatment. Oh, also, if you live in town and you think your water is about to get yucky, you can get something called a bathtub water bob that's also on our off-grid gear page. It's just this, like, giant plastic bag that you put in your bathtub, and it's the size of your bathtub, and you fill it up with water. Cool. So you have water for, like, flushing your toilet or whatever. It's called a water bob. Bob? B-O-B? B-O-B. And uh, also... We recommend storing pool sh- shock because oh, it's, yeah. it's bleach, but it's shelf-stable. Yes. Bleach loses its potency. It does. Uh, lately, we've been buying 12% bleach from the restaurant supply store. If you watched us on Instagram, you saw that today. We get like a half a dozen jugs a, a month, basically, because of our pool. Um, that's just because apparently everyone and their dog got a pool during COVID, and now yeah, pool shock is incredibly hard to it get. Easily doubled, if not tripled. Yeah. Since last year, it was yeah. crazy. So the, economically, I, I took one of those jugs and I put it in the pool today, and I could immediately see the difference. Yeah. Like so the bugs just left. If you can find twelve percent, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't use it in your laundry. <laughs> and uh, you, you're going to lose your clothes. You're just going to open your washing machine. There'll be nothing left. Yeah. Elastics and buttons. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you can get pool shock at a reasonable price, uh, get that because it doesn't go bad. It doesn't lose its potency. Yeah. So now that we've talked about sort of short-term water and bugging out off-grid prepping water mm-hmm. sort of thing... How do you have a never-ending supply of water? Well, that comes from the sky. It comes from Jesus. <laughs> and so it rains. It might. I don't know. It, it falls on your roof. Mm-hmm. And if you're allowed to harvest it because you don't live in a crazy bureaucratic hellhole, then Couldn't you should catch it. And if you do, then you should move. So, if you live in a dry climate and it doesn't rain, you have to drill a well. Uh-huh. There's there's no way of getting around it. You yeah. have to find water. And, that's and if you're somewhere that doesn't rain, it's probably going to be a very deep well. Yeah. 
Now you get lots of sun, so mm -hmm. you have the advantage of having enough power to operate a large well That's in a, true. A, a very deep hole. Okay. So if you don't live in a super arid climate and you have rainwater, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of figuring out how much rain do I get, how many tanks do I need, and it's just experimentation. Yeah. You can check the forecasts, but if w as we've learned, the forecasts are almost Often always lying. lying. They're either outdated or they're just no, they plain old wrong. They intentionally shave the peaks. You, okay, have you ever noticed how the the news is propaganda and it's almost never correct? Yeah, so is the forecast. Apparently, the weather is also like that once you start really paying attention. We've had a kind of a homemade, not homemade, I have a, I have a computer, a PLC, it's a... It's a it's a brain that watches the weather, and I have analog industrial sensors. Really hardcore stuff mm -hmm. that I don't so talk about. So we monitor the temperature and the humidity and what's happening and the pressure, and we know exactly what's happening yeah. outside, and it is never what they say is happening. The, the, they cold, the, the cold drops yeah. are always 8 to 10 degrees less, so we see that it's minus 30, mm -hmm. and the weather always says minus 20. Yeah. We see that it's plus 38 and the weather always says plus 28 yeah always 100 percent of the time it's just like they're the shaving the they're peaks saying, no no everything's fine everything's there's nothing fine. to everything's see fine. here you're okay it's messed up yeah with the weather you're hacking the weather <laughs> don't do that i just want to know what it is i expect to be lied to about the news but the weather but is the sports the only real thing left no sports <laughs> don't get me started on that you can run and lift and be a badass, but the moment you're in a sports team, mm -hmm. you're either part of the machine or you're an idiot. Yeah. Anywho. Going on. Getting back to water. The water falls on your roof. You, and ha if you Just have find any. a way to catch it. Yeah. I ended up using ABS, like drain line pipe, mm -hmm. because I started with traditional eaves troughing, mm -hmm. and it shattered. The mm -hmm. moment it fills with ice... I need my water. Most yeah. people don't think about this in the winter, but I, I need my I need that melt. Like as when soon the sun as it comes starts out. to melt, we need that in our tanks. Yeah. And but so if it's a traditional eaves trough, it's too thin. Whether mm -hmm. it's aluminium or uh, what's that white vinyl? Vinyl, yeah. It shatters the I moment. I would love to get some of that copper half round wouldn't that be great you know i would too like but that's an interesting like point so here's what we have to do when the roof melts in the winter this is something that 99 percent of people aren't going to have to deal with yeah but if we they want to know how to harvest rainwater they need to know these cold. things yeah but they don't most people don't live somewhere very cold but if you live somewhere very cold this is what you have to do when it's been so minus 30 for weeks and weeks we don't we don't live in a really cold cold place like the entire center of north america mm. we don't it's not that cold this okay. is not manitoba you're talking like okay. north dakota northern quebec it's cold. like boston cold we we are lucky enough to get melt yeah we, even in january if that sun comes out yeah and it's even close to minus 10 we will get dripping mm -hmm. and before we had the second wing that was essential mm -hmm. however ice will build up in the eaves troughs so what we learned the first year was all conventional eaves troughing was not 
it didn't work for us. No, it's Be- just meant to hold the ice. It, well, it is exactly. It yeah. just holds the ice, and then when it thaws, it dr- goes down through your spout. Yeah. So what we had to do was reconfigure the whole thing, and we ended up using ABS plumbing drain lines, like toilet drain line, mm-hmm. the black stuff, mm-hmm. because you can hammer the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing I've seen is you dent it. Okay. Like just like a teeny little scuff. It's amazing stuff. Actually, they use it to build aquaculture farm, farming cages. Mm-hmm. They, they use a, actual ABS and they weld it together. Okay. So that's what we use. Great. Can we talk about EMP shield for just one minute? Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm a little bit late with our EMP oh, shield. Oh, okay. Thank you, EMP shield, for sponsoring this season of the Off-Grid Prep Family. If you get an EMP shield, it will protect any device that you plug into it from an EMP, a coronal mass ejection, or a lightning strike. They have special units for your car, your generator, or your whole house, and you just plug it in. We had one of those the other day. A lightning strike? I don't know. I'm guessing a coronal mass ejection. We had something. We had something. We lost our inverter. Yeah. We lost one of our pressure pumps. The pump died. Yeah. Uh, the car suddenly had a dead right. battery. The old, not, not our normal everyday but car. The car with a new battery in it. Brand new battery. Everything fried. Everything. It just yeah. the battery was just dead. That was weird. It yeah, was we weird. Had like eight I know I'm forgetting within, something like, else happened too. It was yeah. within a week. And and yeah. What was the other thing? It was. But it was all within. I was probably within a day. It's just we didn't start that car up right away. That's right. Anyways, if we'd have had an EMP shield on the old car, we probably would have mm-hmm. been fine. Mm-hmm. And if you use code OGPF, like off grid pet family, you can get 50 bucks off each unit, which mm-hmm. is pretty great because they're not really all that expensive when no. you think about the cost of having to replace an inverter. Or a freezer full of Ouch. Meat. Or a freezer full of meat. Yeah. Thank you, EMP shield. So the rain comes off your roof. When it melts in the winter, the rain still comes off your roof in a different, more aggressive manner. Yeah. And then it goes in your tanks, and then what? Well, the other cool part about using black ABS mm-hmm. for the eaves troughs is it's robust. It's also, it's black, so it absorbs the heat. It heats up. So when that sun comes out, it starts dripping into the tanks far That's faster true. than any conventional It does drip it. into our tanks when it's still very, very cold. I, I would like... I would love copper eaves troughs. Yeah. But for a from a functional standpoint, mm-hmm. it's hard to beat. Even if I had the extra money to spend on copper eaves troughs, yeah, I just couldn't justify it. Yeah. From a prepping, like a really purely practical. Standpoint. Yeah, practical standpoint. So and the, so it so goes in the tanks. What goes are the, in the tanks, tanks made out of? The tanks we use the food grade totes. You see them everywhere. They're everywhere. They're yeah. those uh, white, like. They come Poly in like a vinyl. metal cage. They come in a metal cage. And you have to be careful. Don't get it with something that you wouldn't want to drink out of. Yeah, don't get it in with some kind of caustic weird chemical. Weird oil that or something yeah. strange. I would think the weird oil would be the worst. Probably. Or some kind of detergent. You wouldn't be able to get it out. They, they're everywhere. But they use them for everything. They do. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the same size as a pallet. Mm. Right? So they're meant to... And you can stack them. I've seen pictures right. of them stacked a dozen. Right. We don't plus stack high. ours. We just have them in a room, and then yep. on top of it, we've got some plywood, and then on that's where we store like 
extra jars and it's the water room it's the water room and we have a north water room and a south water room yeah. and that's just where we store our extra stuff surprisingly low maintenance the system um when we put it in i thought oh i'm gonna have to pump the sediment out every so often it's fine i haven't yet yeah, it's been five <laughs> it's been years. years. It's fine so far. I, every once in a while, especially when the tanks get low, I'll have a peek inside. Yeah. There's a shockingly low amount a of sediment. A little bit of sand. Maybe the Berkey catches it? I don't know. Maybe. And so it for drinking and like if you're going to like cook pasta or potatoes mm -hmm. or something, I, I use Berkey water. I really feel like But we, for everything else, I don't worry about it. Like even teeth brushing and stuff, I don't worry no. about it at all. You don't taste it. You don't no. smell it. I, I really feel like we take extra precautions just mm -hmm. in case. Like, I feel like we're... It's because we have little kids. We are. We're far yeah. too vigilant, and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be super vigilant about my water quality. Yeah. But we probably could drink it. I would feel more comfortable drinking the rainwater off our roof than I would a well water with the amount of glyphosates and ridiculous other things our neighbors spray on the ground. Yeah. That was a previous episode. Remember when we pumped water from right. the creek? Oh. Not a deep creek. Not like, this good. is a runoff creek. That's bad. And yeah. it, I, I. Do you remember on that Simpsons movie where the lake goes uh, 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 with those <laughs> little skulls? Three-eyed fish, classic. Yes, that's yeah. what happens. It it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad, bad stuff. So, how much water storage do you need in a? reasonably moderate climate we have we have nine totes for nine people we do so that's yeah. some easy math yeah and that's for like Those a are 200 and 250 gallon totes mm -hmm. so let's do that oh can we call it 250 gallons per person yeah pretty much there's no math involved there yeah and that's for laundry and and that seems to give pretty us pretty excessive if we use. don't get any rain for two months mm -hmm. we then we have to start thinking like start thinking are we gonna call the water truck or are we gonna just yeah not do laundry so th those are the hard numbers we have three thousand square foot roof mm -hmm. one 250 gallon tank and per person. that sounds ridiculous but we purposefully made a large footprint yes because land is cheap land is cheap at least you know unwanted land unwanted that's land full of trees here i am growing grapevines yeah and people who doesn't growing, want this land i don't know it's obscene unclear land is cheap yeah. and roof space is precious because it gives you water yeah and roofs are made out of steel now and the steel was cheap because we have a good steel guy, so you got to find those local mm. guys. There's lots of who them. make the steel roof. The first wing, I really had to search for steel roofing. Yeah. But the second wing, I had a choice of three. Yeah. The, they were comparable. Yeah. The, so there things are getting easier to find. There's a lot more guys out and there. And remember, Canada sucks. So in the states, I'm assuming you have a lot more yeah. options. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think this is about all we have to say about water. If you have questions, mm -hmm. please, uh, if the fastest place to get us is probably Instagram. You know what? It's funny. We have so much content. I didn't talk about the pumping system at all. We were going to have to save that pumps, for later. But that's going to have to be tomorrow yeah. because we're out of time. Uh, message us on Instagram if you have water questions and tomorrow we'll talk all about pumps and how to not use all your solar power on your pumps. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you to our Patreon family for helping us get the show out. And if you want to check out patreon.com forward slash off-grid prep family, you can see the cute merch and extra little bonuses the Patreons get. And if you share this podcast with a friend, we would really love that. Maybe somebody you know would find it useful. Thanks. Today's quote is from May West. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.